Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, and we're about to bring you the best in entrepreneurship and leadership and Vince will introduce. Uh, luckily, I do have the opportunity, opportunity to say aloha and hello, everyone. We are here with Emily Emmons. She is the executive director of Ho'ola at the Veterans Service in Hilo, Hawaii. So folks, we are in for a treat from Hawaii. Emily, please tell us about you. Oh, aloha and aloha Friday to everyone out there. And um, I'm so grateful to be with you guys today speaking about leadership. It's an honor to be with you. Um, I kind of, um, this journey has been an interesting one for me. I am an interior designer. I'm a mom. I'm a caregiver to my husband, who is a service disabled veteran. And um, so my journey didn't start out as a... um, an entrepreneur in agriculture or as um, a leadership role in nonprofit work, but I have found that it is my home and the place that I was always meant to be. And fortunately, some of my skills from previous jobs and previous opportunities has really led me to be the leader that I am today. So, yeah. Outstanding. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about Ho'ola Veteran Services. Now, I grew up on, on Oahu, so I love the name. I love what you're doing, but tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So um, Ho'ola means healing in Hawaiian, and um, the whole concept of our operation and our organization is to provide educational opportunities and wellness opportunities for veterans and their families, along with the community in the hopes that we can be a more sustainable and well-being, uh, have a more sustainable community and well-being for all. So for us, that looks like opportunities to learn how to grow your own food, opportunities how to expose yourself to different kinds of health and wellness opportunities that might expand your opportunity to um, be comfortable in your new normal after service. And um, after coming home and that transition back to family life as well, which can be a real um, challenge after service. So we provide the opportunity for active military veteran or active military and veterans to participate in our programs, along with the their families and the community, so that everyone is part of the healing and welcoming back process, which helps us integrate into the community. So we provide one-day workshops, we provide four-week cohorts that go into detail on bees and greenhouse growing, um, among among other opportunities. We also provide victory gardens for veterans. So we actually bring the victory garden to the veterans' home with all the soil and amendments and um, starter plants, along with a victory rock that um, says mahalo on it. And we take the time to allow our whole group that's there to hold space and gratitude for the veteran and their family and their service and sacrifice that they've made along the way. And that this victory garden is now the opportunity for them to come together and grow and heal and be part of finding their purpose for the future. 
So we really feel like that's an important part of what our organization brings to our community is that we allow people to find purpose from many different angles and be part of the agriculture system in many different ways, not just necessarily as a farmer. So. Absolutely. That's fantastic to hear. Now, the organization, how was it impacted or the services impacted by the pandemic? Um, well, it was interesting. We actually just had received our first big USDA grant, um, a NIFA grant, to provide agriculture training to veterans. And so we had to pivot our initial program offering. Luckily, because it is outside and we were training farmers, we were able to continue on schedule and on time. We did switch our education model over to virtual, which has been a real benefit and something that we've been able to continue on now, which helps us in Hawaii. As you know, we're not all in one location. We're on different islands. So now we're able to actually reach more veterans throughout the state this way. So that was a benefit. We also felt when everyone else was hunkering down and, and that was what was needed, but when you're in food and when you're in the food system, it was it was our time to engage. It was our time to find pukas or gaps in the system and fill those gaps with programs or services that we can provide. So one of those areas or gaps that we found was within um, feeding uh, at-risk veterans and their families using locally sourced produce. We weren't trying to go to canned goods to get produce to people. We were going to the farmers and finding ways to distribute food directly to those who needed it, even those farmers who may have been selling commercially or to hospitality before this. So there was a, a brain shift and we all we did do a lot of pivoting, but I'm so proud of our of our of our organization and also our community at large. And we all just stepped up and it's actually something that's continued. So we started with an 11 week program feeding veterans, but then we found um, a program that was able to, now we, we serve 45 farmers. We have an e-commerce platform, which we sell weekly to 115 customers who are now weekly purchasing from these 45 farmers through this e-commerce platform, as opposed to going to you know, Walmart or Safeway or wherever else they may get their food. Now they are ordering through us. We also offer SNAP benefits. So now they can order and actually um, double up on that incentive and their dollars can go further. So we're really proud of that. Um, in addition to that, it also led us to a program called the um, Kapuna Market, which is what we call our senior population here in Hawaii. So we're able to engage um, some funding to pay for um, Kapuna to have vouchers so they get to pick their own foods. They don't just get a box of whatever comes to them. And um, we deliver it right to their door and we have the opportunity to engage with them on a weekly basis, check in with them, see how they're doing. So that's been a really fulfilling program, all of which came out of looking for the pukas or the gaps within um, our current system and then learning how we could fulfill those, those gaps. It's so nice to hear that uh, Hawaii has not lost his uh, family, Ohana charm. And uh, just to know that the locals, the Kamaina, uh, and, and just the community at large comes together in, in dire times. And, and that's something that I remember very well uh, from being in Hawaii. Now, you know, you, you pivoted great and, and everything looks like 
it transformed into your benefit. But what's on the horizon? What's in the future for Huala? Yeah, so we're pretty excited, actually. We found another puka. We found another area that needed to be filled this last year. And it actually helps us close our closed loop system in um, being able to provide not only the agriculture training and a place to grow it and a place to sell it, but now we're going to have a commercial kitchen and a food hub aggregator location. So we're going to be able to bring more food in and then also teach and engage and support small businesses, not only with selling the produce, they may be able to sell bananas at 360, but now they can turn that one hand of bananas into $25 worth of um, dehydrated banana snacks. Now we're talking. So that's the next step. That's the closed loop system that we were really hoping for. And so that's what's happening right now. Actually, August or uh, April 1st, we'll be uh, taking over that new operation. And obviously, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it because I really believe this is an opportunity to help those um, existing entrepreneurs who are small farmers. We're in the state of Hawaii, we're looking at between $10,000 and $15,000 a year in revenue per small farmer. That's that's unacceptable for a, a community that has this much amazing potential for growing. So what we'd like to do is not only grow the next generation of farmers, which is absolutely what we're doing, but also provide stepping stones and the opportunity for existing farmers to expand their business and their capacity by just having access to more um, equipment and services and um, a safe place to process their food so that they can sell it in a safe and a, a manner in which they can produce it on a bigger scale. So it's really exciting. That definitely sounds exciting for those existing and those folks who definitely want to just grow in this space. So that that is amazing. Speaking of growing, now let's transition a little bit about leadership, our own voids, our own areas, our own gaps. What do you do, Emily, on your spare time or in your spare time that aids you to thrive in your professional journey? Well, I um, I have found that living the, the practice that we share has been a real benefit and an opportunity for me to live a healthy life. So what that looks like for me is that I grow food with my family too. And I spend time with our animals caring for them. We have miniature donkeys that I am just crazy about. And so we love to take them for walks and spend time together as a family caring for our animals in those ways. I also um, experienced sound bowl or sound bath healing a few years ago. And that was the vibrational sound that I really enjoyed so much so that I got myself a set of bulls. And I now also offer sound bowl sessions to veterans and caregivers and other participants who want to come and experience that at our ranch. So it's just a real peaceful way to disconnect, slow your brain down, get some deep breathing in. It's like a nice peaceful way to meditate without really having to work at it. So that's been a really beneficial, something that I bring not only for myself, but I'm able to share in a way that doesn't feel like it's taking away from me all the time. I also have um, respect my boundaries for myself. I respect boundaries for my staff. I ask them to put those boundaries in place. Uh, and I work hard to ensure that we all protect those boundaries for each other so that we can um, really grow and be sustainable as a, an organization because we're small. I rely on them to do their best and be their best every day as well. 
And so I empower them to do that, but then I also need to make sure that they have the, um, the capacity to keep going as well. So I try and honor that in how we live and then also how we run what we do, but we also work really hard. <laughs> now setting boundaries is definitely a tip for all leaders. Folks, if you're listening, setting boundaries is so important. And I'm so glad, Emily, that you encourage not only yourself, but also the people that work alongside you uh, to set those. Now, as you was growing up and you had uh, jobs and experiences, you must have gotten some advice from someone and said, you know, that advice is so key to life. Let me hold on to that and let me put that into my practice um, that maybe you could share with an emerging leader today? Yeah. Well, my um, advice is from my grandpa, Bill, and he advised me that you miss 100% of the opportunities that you don't go after. And so it has stayed with me forever. It is the motto for my family too, for my girls, for, for what we do. You miss 100% of the ones you don't go after. And um and I think that's led me to some pretty down some pretty interesting roads and paths. It's it's reminded me who I am when I needed it the most, um, because the guiding factor was not me individually deciding what I could or couldn't do, but rather that who was I to think that without trying that I would know for sure. I want to thank Grandpa Bill for definitely imparting that wisdom onto you and playing it forward. And hopefully the audience will gravitate to that. And also hearing earlier on, you talk about the state of, I say calmness, right? With the sounding bowls. But now in everything, we have challenges. So mm -hmm. how, Emily, do you handle challenges either you currently face or have faced? Yeah, well, I, I try and encourage my team and I see it this way as well, that every challenge is an opportunity for us to grow and observe how we can do things better. Um, or in a more efficient or effective way. So we look at up, we look at challenges as an opportunity to better hone in on our skills and understand what matters to us and, and sometimes what doesn't need to be readdressed. So I think sometimes there's a lot of busy work that goes on. So we try to make sure that we're focusing on the things that we can um, have impact and what really matters and then let some of the noise go. Wonderful advice. Uh, if any, I tell you, you have to let some things go uh, in order to succeed, especially when times of challenge comes. Now, challenges will make us uh, do some things, right? And that also creates change for us. Uh, you know, the, you guys were able to pivot and adjust and and surround yourself with that change. But what strategy do you use to handle those moments of change? I remember that nothing needs to happen right this very second. So we all need to slow down and take a deep breath and really observe and witness all of the facts before making a decision. So I, I find that that really helps me feel good about the decisions we're making and then checking back in with those decisions. Um, when you have that clear head and focus, you're able to proceed in a way that feels good for you and your organization. So I ask that everyone slow down and we think through things before we make those big decisions. Because um, ripple effects do um, occur. 
And so we just want to make sure that those ripple effects are positive ones, like our transition from an 11 week feeding program to now running a whole e-commerce platform doing that. Um, that was a quick fix to something, but we were able to fill the demand that was actually much bigger than that once we had an opportunity to observe the needs that were out there. So. Absolutely, and definitely remaining calm, but then again, how much for, further you go by remaining calm and, and keeping in that element and true to yourself. A lot of great advice, a lot of wisdom here. If folks want to reach you, Emily, or understand more about the e-commerce and agriculture area, how do they go about doing so? So they can reach us on our website at Farms with an S, dot org. They can also check out our Farm to Car program at hawaiifarmtocar.org. Well, we will definitely have that information as part of the video and show notes so that they can get a hold of you and have that ready. Uh, Emily, it's been such a great honor to not only highlight what you're doing at Hoola and doing what you do uh, with service members and their families and anybody that will go to you. Uh, so thank you uh, for joining us today. Uh, and, and Vince was going to uh, continue here, but I really want to thank you for uh, being with us. Mahalo. Thank you very much. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we do a couple great things as well. Every first and the 15th, we definitely have Radio Check, which is at 1900, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. is a way just to go back to our community and the military or our first responders to let them know that, hey, we're there for you. We want to shine the light bring our community together as one. So first and the 15th, LinkedIn Live, you can reach us at 1900 with 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. Our sub subscription drive is going on strong, reaching R200, very close. You're gonna enter into, drawing, into a drawing to win this book by Scott McGregor, Standing O, the Salute Edition. So please help us get there, like and subscribe us. Every episode is possible right now by the home team of Round Point Mortgage Service Corporation. And we're just honored to have them being our sponsor. And we continue on next week. And Enrico will let us know how to get a hold of us if you need to do so. Outstanding. Yes. If you have any suggestion on how to improve the show, maybe some suggestion as far as leadership you want to hear about or a guest. Contact us as the leadership void at gmail.com and we'll curate that and make sure things happen. But thank you all for joining us today. Emily, mahalo to you and for all you're doing and mahalo to everyone out there today. Aloha. Thank you for tuning in to the leadership void podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.